You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the cinnamon and sugar podcast and first and foremost let's say happy memorial day to everyone happy memorial day yeah happy memorial day all the men and women in the service past future and present thank you for what you do for us and let's get straight to what you did this weekend gary i want to jump in with you because i'm sure d'angelo's gonna take forever you know he always does but okay (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, my normal weekend is I don't do too much, but this weekend, you know, it's Memorial weekend. So I had a couple buddies over and then, uh, I tried to do a little golfing, you know, my body doesn't allow me to do much golfing. Why? Uh, why, why Gary? Well, why? Was, why did you try to go put, why did you try to go play golf? Well, you know, I enjoy golf, but you know, my body does not like when I golf because, uh, you know, my back, it hurts. My knees hurt. My shoulders hurt. So I tried to golf. You know, I I try. That's the key. I try because it's a I, fun I, sport. It's not easy though. It's super hard. But I'll tell you, the one thing that keeps you back for doing golfing is if you make that one good hit, it makes you want to come back, and you're just trying to fight through the pain. At least that's for me. I have you. Okay. Ever, my so question is, I, have you ever golfed? I, I have golfed. I, 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 no, I haven't. Have I completed 18 holes? Hell no, I'll never complete 18 holes. <laughs> have I ever completed nine holes? No, I have not. But have I ever tried to play golf? Yes. I, I'm a firm believer that you don't have to be athletic to play golf. That's why you see so many old guys uh, out playing golf because it's more skill than it is athletic ability, very similar to NASCAR. Um but again, I like I can't even watch golf. It's the most boringest thing ever to watch on TV and there because you can't yell or anything like that because, you know, apparently there's golf etiquette where you don't supposed to talk. How the hell is that a sport? And you're going to claim that it's a sport when you can't clap or cheer or be excited while well, you, you can do the golf clap actually playing. You can do the golf clap. Um, <laughs> I'm not like. How can you consider it a sport, though? That's what I'm saying. So, so sporting guess, events, you're allowed to be fanatic. Like, if you're a fan, then you're a fanatic, meaning that you can absolutely lose your damn mind and be happy and cheer and be as loud as you and boisterous as possible. Obviously, without touching the players and stuff like that. But we're gonna get into that because I I love to hear what you think about what the NBA is doing right now, cracking down on these fans. But, you know, we'll talk about that later. I, I just think that it's it's bullshit. I don't think that golf's a sport at all. It's, I mean, you take the ball away and it's just walking. So, so basically what you're saying, because you think it's not athletic, so you're saying I'm too athletic to play golf. That's why I'm not good at no, it. No, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't <laughs> that's, that's say what that. I, I, used, that. I, I used to say that golf is for unathletic white guys. But I changed that and it's for unathletic people, period. Uh, and a lot of people like to point at Tiger Woods to saying like, hey, you know, uh, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. He's probably the most athletic. And he was the strongest. But then you say that in the same breath to say, oh, man, the same thing that made Tiger Woods great is the same thing that broke his body down. Like the the heavy lifting and and uh, the torque that he puts on his back when he swings and 
and the way in which he swung. It, it's just it's crazy to me that the the same thing that can make you rich will be the same thing that break you down and ultimately take you out of the quote unquote sport that you love. That's in every sport, though. You know, with football, our body gets broken down. My body's broken down. I'm sure yours is broken down. There's a lot yeah. of guys' bodies broken. Baseball, yeah, you have pitchers, arms. Yeah, football is a contact sport, though, bro. Well, okay. You so can play baseball. golf for 50 years, bro. You can play golf for 50. There's people right now that are 70, 80 years old. I'm not saying that they're great at golf. Yeah. But they're some bus. You, there's no way that you could do that in a contact sport. There's no way that Michael Jordan can go out there and give a player that's actively playing right now 50. It's just not going to happen. It's just well, not going to happen at well, all. I, I will say you did have a 50-year-old just win the tournament when Phil Mickelson. He just won the exactly. last tournament at 50. So. Yeah, I know. That's what Again, I'm saying. It, 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 like, I know you, you brought up the, like, the lifting and stuff with Tiger, but golf is not about like being the strongest it's just keeping the same technique you can be you don't have to be super strong as long as you hit the ball correctly skill. in the middle of the club it's skill. going skill yeah skill. It, it's that's a skill, skill base it's not really power based so like even all the lifting like yeah you need to do it for walking and being in shape for that so your body doesn't get tired but other than that like it's not based on your strength on how hard you hit the ball how far you hit it because some guys are not strong at all and they just know how to hit it so with you saying that, Gary, it is an athletic sport. I, I like I like you said it. I think it's very skill based. I don't oh. think it I don't think it's not because I don't think there's it's it's a sport, so you have to say it's an you're an athlete. Has, you have a little bit of athletics into it, but it most part is more skill based because I will say it it takes a lot of skill. Like if you don't have the skill, you're never going to be good. You can try to develop it, but it takes years upon years upon years of practice to get that skill. Right. You can't just and, be athletic and, and pick it up and be good at it for most of the time. You might have the right swing, but you can't control where the ball's going without the skill. Right. And with that being said, that's why I golf comes off my list as an athletic sport. So, so more all right, so since you since you brought up NASCAR, what is more athletic, NASCAR or golf? If you had to pick, I, I, I'm glad you said that, but I gotta go. I gotta transition. What I did. So uh, on Saturday, uh, we rode our bikes uh, on Saturday, uh, and and I'm gonna get to the NASCAR thing because I did something in NASCAR this weekend that rolled me right into it. But I want to I want to bring you to my Saturday though. So on Saturday, we're riding bikes. It's eleven of us, and we do sixty five miles. And uh, I've told you guys time and time again that when you're out on your bike and you're cycling, everything's a hazard, whether it's turtles, whether it's rabbits, whether it's squirrels. Well, now that it's hot, you guys know that it's snake season. So we're riding down on our bikes and uh, it's 11 of us and we're watching this hawk chase this bird. And it was the coolest thing, man, because we was just like, damn. You know, everybody, and, and I don't know about you guys out there listening, but me, myself, Gary, and Tom, we've all, we're all those people that we lead, like animals hunting a while and like actually see them make the kill and just be like, oh man, that was cool. Did you see that? So as this hawk is chasing this bird, we're just like, dang, man, we hope this hawk catch it because, you know, it's very rare that you get an opportunity to actually see wildlife wildlife and then that circle of life just kind of happened right there in front of you so while we're watching this hawk chase this bird 
uh, Rider 11, which is behind us, he goes, snake, there's a snake in my wheel. And we're like, dude, stop, man. And all I could think of was, uh, you know, Toy Story, uh, Woody, saying there's a snake in my boot, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, dude, stop playing around, man. We ain't got time for this because the guy that said it is a jokester, too, and a prankster. And uh, we look back, bro, and he jumps off his bike and, like, throws it. And we was like, oh, shit, like, this may be the real thing. We need to get back. Bro, what happened is as we were looking up at this hawk chase this bird, there was a snake crossing. And normally we call out holes and stuff like that in the ground. Well, nobody was looking. He ended up running over the snake. And when he hit it with his front tire, it flung him up and it hit his, he, it hit his shoe. He thought it bit him. Well, when it hit his shoe, it went down in his chain and got caught up in his derailleur. Dera- derailleur is the thing in the back, Gary, that uh, switches the gears. You know, I know you, what it is. Yeah, I have rode a bike yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm just saying. I don't know if you know the terminology of certain parts on the bike. Well, so I it got caught in his derailleur. I knew exactly where it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. It got caught in his derailleur, bro, and uh, locked up his wheel. And uh, he stopped. He Obviously, he kicked the bike off, and um, we ended up getting the snake out. But had it been any bigger, man, it could have been, like, catastrophic for the rider, right? But it was the first time that I'd ever seen, like, it was a snake. The snake didn't live. Um, When it got caught up in the derailleur, it obviously pinched him, and it split him in half pretty much. That was the question Uh, I was From the picture, you couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't make it. <laughs> he didn't make it at all. And he thought it yeah, he thought it bit him, but it didn't bite him. When it flung him up, his head hit his leg. And uh it feels like a bite when you're trying to when you looking at a snake. So for all you out there, all you guys out there that are listening, that are terrified or scared of snakes, just think about you riding your bike and you know, you don't see this snake it fling up and then you see it at the last minute. What do you do? And you're clipped into this bike. He, he, he did it pretty well, man. And we got through. So on Sunday, it was a Coca-Cola 600, man. Kyle Larson was fast. He's the number five driver. Chase Elliott is number nine. He came in second place. Uh, um, finished, um, I think so. He had a, but as I'm sitting here and we're watching the race, Austin's manager come up and, and we're just talking about like, you know, things that Austin does in his free time. And Austin does like CrossFit and he goes to the gym and, and, and stuff like that. And, and NASCAR drivers always try to point out the fact that they're athletic, um, that they could do the things that we could do that, you know, their sport. I, I, I get it. I get it. We know that you're a sport. We know that you're a sport. Uh, that's not what that's not what the argument is. The argument is not whether you're an athlete or uh, whether you're not an athlete. The question is, is can somebody that's average or just does absolutely nothing come in and do your job just as good as you do your job? I was looking at these riders. I mean, these drivers get here. And outside of the top 10 or 15 drivers, and there's 40 some odd drivers, 41 or 42 drivers uh, total. But out of out of the top 15 drivers, bro, I am convinced that anybody that's out there that's of average driving, like if you drive every day, 
can do the same job as a NASCAR driver does. I'm not talking about the Cal Larsons and the the Bubba Wallaces and well, maybe I mean I don't know. I I I, I can't I can't say. Uh, but there's outside of the top 15 drivers, bro. I think that anybody else can do that same job that these NASCAR drivers do. So no, I don't think they're athletes. I don't think they're athletes at all. Do I think they're skilled at making left-hand turns? You're absolutely right. If you can go 185, 190 in these cars and you could do it for an extended period of time, I think I can do that just as well as anybody else. It's just brass gate. I mean, gas brake, gas brake. That's all you're doing. See, the uh, only reason I'll disagree with you on that is because I don't feel like I could get in one of those cars, drive 190, and drift right on the tailgate of another car and not hit it. Here, you do that now. I, I am not close enough to do that. I, I can't the even see, I can't even like, see the front of my... Slow down in this big-ass truck, bro. No, like, I can't I don't even know see the front of my truck, so I don't know how close I am, so I don't get that close to people because <laughs> my truck would hurt people because it has a steel bumper. Gary, you drive like a damn madman, okay? You drive like a madman. You're talking about yourself right now. No, no, no. I, I drive like one, too. That's why I feel like I can do it. I mean, just the same hazards that these NASCAR drivers are experiencing, I'm experiencing when I drive on a day-to-day basis. You don't think I get tired of my wife and kids fucking complaining in the car when we're in the car sometimes they don't even have to listen to that as they're driving these 600 miles in the coca-cola 600 or the 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 500 or whatever miles they're doing all they got to do is listen to their damn crew chief but it's also different going 45 miles an hour versus 150 yeah i i i I know i can do it i know i can do it i know i can do it and be competitive bro because here's the here's the thing when you look at nascar bro the last five that are in a NASCAR race, they generally get lapped two or three times. Like, they're not good at their job at all. They're just guys in cars that are filling positions. And I think that I can go in and take one of those positions. So, so I, do, honestly, you think, do you think driving 150 miles an hour, you could handle the car if you got bumped? Because I'll tell you from experience, the one time I've ever got bumped in a car, I flipped my a truck and I was and I was only going like 50 miles an hour. So me going 150 and getting bumped, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's possible for me. <laughs> I don't have yeah, a good well, track. You ta- talking about you, you're talking about the accidents that are that are associated with NASCAR. I, I get it. I get it. Not not all accidents, even when you're a professional, that you just walk away from them. And right. it, and it's not right. even that. Not all of them are preventable. So even the pros get in accidents. So now, are you saying that hey, can I make a situation? better than what it is based on my experience probably not i'm talking about me getting in that car and doing just as good as the last five drivers i honestly feel like i could do that i honestly feel like i could do that i could do better than whoever's driving the 66 car uh i could do better than them every race and if i can't do better than them i could do just as bad as they do so i i'd still be just as gifted as that guy in that 66 car so, look, I feel like this is something we need to reach out to Austin and Ty and get you on a track and actually drive it one time without any cars and see how you do, how scared you are driving. Because I feel like your opinion would change doing that. And then you imagine there's 35, 40 more cars in front of you, around you, going the same speed, and you're staying in between without touching them, and they might bump you and rub you, and then how that experience is. But the only worry I have with that would be, 
well, you might wreck the car, and that's very expensive for them, so they might not risk yeah. that. <laughs> but but that's interesting it's part to see. Of, it's, part of, it's part of the quote-unquote game, though. It's I'm part of the you. quote-unquote game. I'm talking about you doing it as like a tester. You might run into the wall, and that's not something they probably want to pay to fix. This, this, this is what I'm saying. This is, I, I, I'm going to come out and I'm going to say this because you came out and you said some dumb shit. You said that you can run accurate. a four eight. It's not accurate at all. You you are delusional, Gary. <laughs> and I'm gonna continue to say that, and I'm gonna stand behind what I said. But I am gonna also follow this up. If you gave me three months, I'm giving you. I'm 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 being honest. You gave me into the NASCAR world, like I I can beat whoever drives the '66 car because this he got lapped like two or three times. Bro. I disagree. He got lapped like two or three times. He's a like I I am not gonna say he's a horrible driver. I don't know what kind of equipment he's using. I don't know if it's the same equipment. But when you look at guys, and you at a professional sport, and you see that they're awful at that professional sport, like what's the criteria for you to make it to that level if you're gonna consistently be awful? If so, you're gonna consistently be awful, Gary, then why why? Are you competitive? Like, are you considered a professional? Like, are you a professional driver or a professional football player? But is Tim Tebow a professional football player? Right now, yes. But does he deserve it? No. Okay. All right. So we're not gonna get into what he deserves. Saying that he is, he is a he is a viable uh, football player. Is what you're because telling. he's on the roster? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm just. I know how you feel about him. That's why I, I used him as an example. Cause I knew I was gonna get your true feelings, uh, <laughs> but I, I I honestly believe that with enough I, anybody out there can because we're so used to driving that even if we ramped it up to 150, you give us three months to practice, anybody can do it. Especially if there's people on this podcast that honestly feel like LeBron James can cross over from playing basketball as one of the softest NBA players out there and step up and play tight end or somewhere in a position that are, are that involves him having to be physical and him actually taking advantage of being physical, I think it's bullshit. So if, if he get the benefit of the doubt, why do I not get the benefit of the doubt as a NASCAR driver? Well, I don't give him the benefit of the doubt there either, so I can't give you the benefit of the doubt there either. But I'm glad you brought that up because I do I did see a nice little meme that uh, it was floating around. Let me let me pull this up. I, I'm gonna pull it up and I'm gonna break it down for you because I thought it was perfect description of the uh, softness, like you said, of of LeBron. How he overemphasizes everything. It's stupid, stupid stuff. But let me pull this thing yeah, up real I, quick. But but I have to say this though too. In the NBA, Gary, uh, where well, it's not just him. I'll say it's not right, just him. right, right. Or flopping, where flopping gets you that opportunity to get those two extra free points at the free throw line or the foul foul line, assuming that you're good at shooting foul shots. Yeah. Okay, so if you're good at shooting those, then I can understand the flopping. LeBron James is an eighty-plus percent field goal shooter from the line. I, I gave it to him. I mean, you know, there's people on this podcast that really love him, so I don't want to really just drive them into the ground about his free throw percentage, okay? Because apparently the free throw percentage is not a big deal if you look at Shaq and some of the other big-time players that are in the Hall of Fame that had absolutely phenomenal careers that are future Hall of Famers are considered the best at their position. 
So I, I I'm just merely pointing that out. That's all. Just just for career, he's a 73 percent free throw shooter. Okay, so he's not. He's he's C's get degrees though, Gary. C's yeah, get true. degrees. So so here's There's the a meme. lot of people that subscribe to that. So here's the meme. It's it's LeBron after he got poked in the eye. He laid on the ground for 80 seconds. Okay. No, he so, didn't, Gary. Not for a poking eye. You're lying. I don't believe it. 80 seconds. I, so here, no here's a reference of two other players that got hurt, what their injury was, and how long they laid on the ground, okay? Uh, after tearing an ACL, MCL, and suffering other knee damage, Joe Burrow only laid on the ground for 78 seconds before he got up, okay? After getting hit in the face with a 94-mile-an-hour fastball, Kevin Pillar got up after 36 seconds and walked off. Yeah, I do not believe, like, are these, are, hold up, did you fact check these? Yes, because if I actually watched Kevin Pillar get hit in the face. Yes, oh. he, he was up within 40 seconds, oh, walking off with already the bruising under the eyes. That is so much worse than a poke in the eye. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't I, make goats I, like they used to. Now, now I can't. I have. I would be remiss if I didn't do this. I, I hurts me to do this, but I will say, Jason Tatum got poked in the eye. And he didn't play the rest of the game, so it must just be a basketball thing. Oh, they so soft, bro. Yeah, it just must they be a basketball so soft, thing bro. because I know baseball player got hit in the face with a ninety-four mile an hour fastball, and he got up within thirty-five seconds, so and walked off. <laughs> Wow, and then he wow. still did the post the uh, post game interview. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't understand. Like those guys are soft. Oh, maybe they're not soft, man. Maybe they just they they got they got a, a clear understanding of what it is to, well, to get again, their job like, done. They I, they know how to act. I'll give them that because that was another thing with with the Chris Paul. Did you see Chris Paul box out LeBron? He fell, and they're like, oh, that was a flagrant he was aggressive chris paul just did what anybody does you get in front of the guy when he shoots a free throw to get the rebound and lebron tried to jump over him and fell and everybody's like oh that was dirty by chris paul he did nothing wrong he literally did his job and because lebron overacted and tried to make it look like he hurt himself everybody got mad and upset and had people getting ejected because of it it was just it was just overdone like that kind of stuff which we'll, we can transition right into the NBA stuff because I know you I said definitely want to talk about that. It. So like yes. that needs to be something needs to be done with that kind of stuff. Like the fact that they allow that on the court, it just takes yeah. away from people wanting to watch. Like I don't want to watch because all I see is flopping. Like when you see so much flopping, Bro, like, I, I, nonsense, I don't know. I don't want to watch the sport. Which one's worse, man? The flopping in soccer or flopping in basketball? Well, it's only so I will give it. It's only <laughs> yeah. flopping in soccer is only men's. Women do not flop in soccer. It's outrageous. They actually get crushed and get right back up. So it's only men's uh, soccer, on. and I don't understand hold on, hold on. that at let all. Me, let me make sure we point this out. You watch women's soccer? I do watch it more than men's. Correct. Uh, but I only watch okay. men's soccer That's in the World I'm Cup. Saying. That's usually the only time I watch uh, women's too, though. So I only watch it every four years, basically. But okay, I, I do want to say this: women's soccer does not; they don't; they are not floppers. Men do it way too much. It's terrible. And since I, we're I, talking about soccer, Christian Pulisic, congratulations, man, on being the first American uh, to win. Uh, absolutely amazing, man. Keep setting trends. Uh, Christian's a good guy. We met him when we went to uh, uh, Germany before he got uh, before he got recruited or went to Chelsea, right? Was that correct? I mean, yeah. Manchester U. Yeah, right. He's a great dude. He does some great little dude. drills with Rose, Rosie Nix. 
uh, yeah. and showed us how to how to do some skills that none of us have for soccer. Absolutely. But back to back to LeBron James and the flopping and the 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 all that. I I just I don't understand how how do you curb all the flopping that goes on in the NBA or even in soccer because like before the flopping came into the NBA it was it was more so that's what was going on like you would get hit that hard and you wouldn't have to flop because your body would automatically do that so it was routine day in and day out or week in and week out that you would get those hard fouls but now you don't even know what to gauge what's hard and what's not due to the fact that people are putting a little English on it or putting a little acting skills together to see if, hey, maybe I can do a little bit more, put a little polish on this thing, and maybe I can get this call that otherwise I wouldn't have got had I not flopped. Well, so it's, it's, it's interesting because you plan, you plan, I mean, it's part of the game. So well, because it's a part of the game, if I can get the call, hell, I'm going to try to get it. Well, I don't know what you could do for soccer. But for basketball, it'd be interesting. So maybe you, because right now it's it's six fouls and you foul out, correct? Right, yeah. So maybe you up it to seven, and if every time you flop, if there is a legit flop, then you assess a, a, a foul to it. And that would limit the amount of flopping in the NBA. Because that, that, as a fan, when I see flopping, it turns me off of the sport. And I know we said LeBron, but it's not just him. Harden does it all the time. There's so many guys yeah. that flop. And it's just terrible. And to me, it just it takes away from the game because me as as a when I played basketball, there was no chance I was flopping. I like why? Like I don't even I did I did I went for a yeah. block every time. I'm not taking charges. I'll take the foul. Like wow, wow. I mean, that's just honesty. The <laughs> levels y'all would stoop to to make avoid me being able to talk about LeBron on this podcast. So y'all gonna start the podcast without time, just so that. We don't have somebody here to defend the king's honor. I, did I not just say that it's not just LeBron that flops? It was a lot of <laughs> yeah. You did. Say, you brought you in LeBron now. LeBron. I said it wasn't yes. just LeBron. You brought it back because I mean, you must have been watching his last two, where they flop with the yeah. eye poke. Uh, you missed my meme joke. Uh, let me re- let me rephrase this for you. Did you see the meme of LeBron with his little eye poke? With with the uh, uh, time spent on the ground. Yeah, 80 yes. seconds. Yes. A guy yes. gets in the face with a 94-mile-an-hour fastball is up in 34. No big deal. Wow. It's a little yeah. more cool than I poke, but just being honest. Uh, it was all for show. He definitely showed us how soft he was. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he he did. Well, I do want to talk about this, though, because uh, I, I don't want to get too far into the podcast and we don't talk about this. The NBA and, okay, we get a guy gets spit on. He got spit on during the game. Trey, Trey, I think it was Trey Young. He got spit on. Uh, Kyrie Irving got hit with a water bottle. Russ, <laughs> Russ, so funny, man. He got hit with the popcorn. And now they're they're at a place now in the NBA where they're absolutely banning fans for entire seasons or for life uh, from that particular stadium because of their contact with objects, whatever the case may be. In terms of protecting players, do you guys agree with that? And then, you know, all the stuff that's coming out of Boston. Uh, I've heard Kyrie Irving and a, a bunch of the other players say that, you know, they've had racial slurs and stuff like that thrown at them in Boston. It's every stadium. Uh, I've been hit with, you know, some of some crazy stuff stepping into these stadiums, whether it's something you've done on the field or something you've done off the field. 
fans just try to use it against you to try to get in your head. Like, is there a place in sports for what's going on right now? And is the NBA doing a good job trying to curb what it is these fans are doing to these players? Well, when it comes to throwing stuff, that goes that's been going on forever, even in Ever. like even Ever. in football. They used to throw batteries at Bro, in Philly. In Oakland. In, in Oakland. Dude, all in these Oakland? places they throw all this stuff. Like and so it's not just usually directed at a player. It's because usually in football it was all teams. You just threw it at the team. You didn't care. It wasn't about who it was or anything like that. It was just you hate the other team. You don't want them to win. You want them frustrated. But I do think they're in basketball, it's obviously different. Baseball, you don't really have anything like that. But basketball, they're so close. The fans are so close to you. I think that's probably part of the problem because you're trying to give them that one-on-one experience. Literally, you have the players landing in the fans' laps and stuff like that. So I think I think part of that has spilled over because now you can have people chirping literally at front row seat and yelling at the players and stuff like that. And I think if they're that close where they can spit on you, and you don't have something up protecting the players if they're walking in, you can dump stuff on them. Because some of that stuff you don't never know. Like, obviously, they do security stuff. All you can really dump is, like, a drink, stuff like that. But still, you don't want any of that stuff to be happening. Like, that just should not happen. Especially, you don't want people being spit on. That's terrible because that is one of the most disrespectful things you can do to somebody is spit on them. And I think I think that the whole thing is just the fans are really close in basketball, so it gives them they feel like they have the right to do it, which they don't. So I do like what they're doing. I think it's going to continue though until people start getting charges pressed against them because of it, because because right now all is a ban of a game. What if you're you're visiting the stadium for the visiting team and it's not your home team or whatever? You're they're supporting your team and they're visiting. You don't care if you get banned from that stadium. So why would you care? Now, home games, I think, is obviously different. Like, if you're a home fan of the Celtics and the guy threw the thing and he got suspended forever, then yeah. that's a whole other thing. But the, it's interesting because I ever, haven't really heard of a lot of other Celtics players coming out and saying bad things said to them and stuff like that. It's always the visiting teams, which yeah. that plays in the part where you're saying they're trying to get in their head. Right. Whether whether it's right or not, they're just trying to play some kind of emotional aspect to get in your head. Because if they get in your head, then it screws you up on the court. And same with any sport. If it gets in your head with baseball, if a guy can sit behind home plate and yell at you and get in your head while you're hitting, well, that's going to be hard to do if you can't block them out. So yeah, I think it's part so of the heck- that this is okay. I'm saying heckling is fine, but I don't yeah, think this throwing. Is part of the- no, I think heckling is fine. I don't think th- like throwing stuff is fine at all. Okay. All right. I well, I I know what it feels like to get. I'm gonna tell you, AAA batteries they fucking hurt. Okay. I got hit with some AAA batteries in Oakland. I remember playing them for the first time, and I told Steve, I said, "Hey, Steve, man, I get a touchdown, bro. I'm jumping into the black hole." He was like, "Nah, man, you don't want to do that." And I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna do that, man." He said, "Boy, you gonna get beer all over you. They gonna hit you with batteries, and it wouldn't surprise me if somebody hit you with that box cutter." And I was like, bro, in Oakland, like, this is a football game. He was like, bro, the people in those stands, man, they don't give a damn. It ain't a football game to them. This is life. And I'm like, man, watch me go jump in the black hole. Bro, I broke, like, a long one, man. I got in, and I was going to, like, jump into it. Man, them damn AAA batteries started stinging me when they was throwing them hoes. I was like, nah, I'm cool. 
I just celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> it took my ass back to the bench. <laughs> I was cool on that, man, because I wasn't ready. And I was like, damn, man, they just allowed to throw batteries in here? He was like, nah, they're not allowed to, but it happens. So watching, like, the popcorn get spilled on the player, like, or, you know, maybe a bottle thrown at somebody or a drink. I think the spit is just excessive. That's just downright disrespectful. But as far as, like, the popcorn and the drinks and shit like that, man, it just let me know that I'm getting I'm getting under your skin as a fan. Like, you don't like me. I'm that good to where I affect your mood. And so I, I welcome that. As a, But we all got different personalities. Russ, on the other hand, he think, hey, man, you throw some popcorn on me. You think I'm less than you, so therefore, you know, now I want to fight. And it's always funny because I'm not saying basketball players can't fight, but if you if you don't like somebody as football players, we fight helmet on, helmet off. We don't give a damn. Basketball players, they do like this fake swing shit where they don't really want to fight. They, they wait till somebody come in between them and try to grab them and stuff. Like, come on, bro. Like, if you really wanted that smoke, you're going to go get that smoke. And it's going to be a little bit of fire behind it, too, when you come. But that's just me, though. You know, Tom's the NBA guru as it relates to basketball. So, Tom, what do you have to say about this? Do you think that there's a place in sports where fans are allowed to react to throw popcorn drinks? Because you look back when Michael Jordan played, man, they went through shit like hell, bro, as far as, like, how they played on the court with being physical with each other and the fans reacting to that to, like, now there's lifetime bans for fans. What do you think, Tom? Also, also, time. I want you to answer on the issue: how to deal with the flopping issue by all of the NBA. Okay. Um, for me, it's just the whole dumping popcorn on people or spitting on people, just anything that causes some sort of, uh, you know, it, if there if there's anything that's touching these athletes' bodies whenever you're playing a the game, then that's not something you should be doing. Because what what it is essentially, I've heard the. You know, the parallel of it. It's like we're zoo animals and they just think they can do whatever they want to us. And because you got to think, that there ain't no way this, this fan's going to dump popcorn on Russell Westbrook if he just sees him out in the street because he knows what's going to happen. And, you know, yeah, NBA players might just buck up to each other like they want to fight and never actually throw hands. But a lot of these guys are actually really good athletes and big guys. And, um, just because they're not trying to fight each other doesn't mean they're not ready to fight. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know who's who's smarter, honestly, because you know the yeah the the NBA players may come across as less tough, but uh, these football players that swing on each other with their helmets on, I'll never understand why football players. I never said it was smart. I never said it was. <laughs> I said that we do it. <laughs> they be going for that helmet like that. It ain't about to just like, hurt your hand. Oh shoot! But um, no, I just think it's, it's it's out of pocket. It's called what it is. Fans shouldn't be able to do anything like that because you know you're there to watch these guys entertain, and they're putting their blood, sweat, and tears on the line. You know, this is what they do for a living, and just because you know they the fans know nothing is going to happen to them that's why they feel like they're able to do uh the things that they do so definitely i'm down with the lifetime bands as far as the flopping i i think i think you're right on track gary whereas if it's if they because they're going back and reviewing stuff now right correct i don't even think you have to add another foul because all that does is uh lessen the penalty of somebody flopping because you're like oh i got a foul to give anyways 
You know, yeah. have have it to be the same amount of fouls. I think that's a good idea. You get you get caught flopping, that a foul gets charged to you, other team gets two free throws instead of instead of you. You know what I'm saying? Because I do think that if it was a better way to police it, guys in the league wouldn't do it. Because I mean, at this point, it's an advantage in the game. If you are, if you can get away with a uh, a, a flop, and it's 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 actually helping your team. And as much as it sucks to see as a fan and as somebody that's you know just wanting to watch the game, it's just smart for players to take advantage of that for right now. So. Which which I agree because they do the same thing. Like we talked about, they do the same thing in soccer. But again, that is why I don't enjoy watching men's soccer because they flop way too much, and that's what's turned me off of basketball because you see all the flopping, and you know, like when we out go play a pickup game. There's no flopping. We don't even call fouls when we play a pickup game. You, it's just playing, and that's. I think it's frustrating when you when you go out and play and you watch the pro and you're like, oh y'all, you literally didn't get touched and you're acting like you're you got knocked out or something. And it's just frustrating as a fan. I'm like, I don't enjoy watching this, and I think it happens way too often. And like you said, there's no policing. There needs to be something done about it to make it more entertaining than what it is, because I think that turns a lot of people off. Okay, so with with that being said, and we're still in the NBA, this is going to give us a clear opportunity to have a conversation that we always wanted to have, Gary, me and you. And you didn't even know this. AD is out with a groin injury. Can LeBron James, since he's supposed to be the greatest of all time, overcome what it is if he is supposed to be the greatest of all time? He doesn't need any help. He should do this by himself. I mean, if he gonna be, if he want to be Thanos, and they want to coin him as Thanos, then he should be able to take on this Suns team that I don't think is very talented at all. Uh, however, I mean, what do I know? I don't know basketball like Tom know basketball, so maybe he could tell me. I mean, is Chris Paul and what he got over there uh, bigger or stronger or better than what LeBron has over there minus AD? I mean, y'all tell me. I, I don't think so, it's going to get done. I think that they won't win another game without AD. See, I could see them getting past the Suns without AD. I'm not going to They won't. I'm just they saying won. I could see it happening. Do I think he can win the West without AD? Not a chance. I don't think I don't think he can do it without AD. He needs to have that other player that can, that can help take off the load of him, especially nowadays because he's older. Could he have done it back in the day and from the West? No. I still don't think he could have done it back in the day in the West. Even in the East now, East is actually strong. Back when he was playing, the East wasn't as strong as it is right now, but it was still had some good teams. But in the West, no, I don't think he could have done it back then either. But now, especially without AD, I definitely don't think he can make it to the finals without AD. If AD stays hurt longer, I don't think there's a chance. And this I know time's going to try and defend it, but uh, he, he's going to admit it. This man just said the East was strong when that Miami Heat team is the one who made it out of East last year. I can't even. I, can't. I said this year, the Nets, sir. The Nets are actually healthy this year. You have Giannis playing like Giannis is supposed to be. So what you got, Tom? You have those oh, yeah, 76ers? I, I, yeah, we, we give you this opportunity, man, to talk about your GOAT, man. Your GOAT, the one you believe in. Can he get out of the first round? Because this may be the first time in a very long time where LeBron exit is going to be quick, fast, and swift by a Phoenix Suns team that's not even really that good. They're not even that good, Tom. 
See those? It sounds crickets. like you silenced him. The, the, those are crickets. Those oh, are crickets sorry. right there, ladies. Sorry, and gentlemen. I was muted. I was over here going off. Didn't even notice I was muted. So the Suns had the second best record in the NBA. They do have a good team. Let's not even try to play them. They have one of the best defenses in the league. Here we go. But here we go. Here's what I'm saying as far as uh, the 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 Nets and you know obviously they better do well. The the Bucks they've already swept the Heat. That's what they should have done a long time ago. They had no business losing last. No year. no 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 no. We talking about LeBron. I'm getting there. Damn it. Okay. I didn't know you. Were ta- I didn't know you was taking the scenic route. My bad. So Go ahead. When, it, when it comes to LeBron and the Suns, I think that LeBron is great enough that he should be able to beat a Phoenix Sun team without AD. But there's a big caveat there. It will depend on if his role players that are on the other team are able to step up or if there's one guy, maybe a Kuzma, a Schroeder, um, you know, Montrezl Harrell, somebody that's able to step up, Andre Drummond, somebody that's able to step up and be that second big scorer, because LeBron, LeBron at this point, you know, let's say what it is. He's he's too old to be carrying forty points a night for every night in, night out. In my opinion, I mean. Oh, now he's too old. Okay. No, can uh, he do it? Can he do it? I'm sure, but it's, he's he's got a lot of years on them legs. You know how that is. Whenever you're getting a little bit older. Here we go. Here we go. Now you trying <laughs> to make it relatable. Okay. <laughs> so I see what we doing here. So what I'm saying, but the Suns are a very good team. DeAndre Ayton is a great center, which. It's hard for the Lakers to stop just in general because, I mean, you saw he was getting what he wanted with Drummond. And you see it, you see it all the time uh, with with the Suns that you know Chris Paul is that person that can put people in place and knows how he, he brings the IQ. And then Devin Booker is the scorer that you really don't have anybody that can stop. And having KCP out is also big because you know he's he's one of their you know best defenders. He's a really good defender. He's he's great at the corner threes which is something that LeBron always needs because when he's driving, he he has a great ability to kick out. I don't know if y'all saw the one he did yesterday where he kicked it out. Um, kind of Showing like off, correct. Back. Boy, that's a goat pass right there. Anyways, to me, LeBron has done it so many times where he puts the team on his back and carries them. I don't see why he can't. Um, but, you know, like I said, it's going to take other players on the team stepping up, which is how it normally does. I don't think he has enough to get – honestly, the teams in the West, the way it's going right now, none of the teams look very dominant. I mean, the Clippers have looked better the past two games, but the fact that they're 2-2, two and two, um, Jazz don't look that good. Well, Jazz looked better once they got Donovan Mitchell back. They didn't have him for the first game. They did not look good. But since he's been back, they've looked really good. Right. Can and we then, not? T- can we not talk about that? Can we just move <laughs> on? Like I don't want. And the Nuggets. The Nuggets talk. have been That's underwhelming. It. The Nuggets have been underwhelming. Uh, you know, with the the Blazers, but it's just, I think there's not been one team that's like stands above the rest. And you know, if yesterday if LeBron and them win, they're up three one. We're not really worried about it. But it's two two going back to Phoenix, and I think that, like I said, I'll put it later. LeBron has done it many times in his past. But that was also a younger LeBron. I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, Father Tom doesn't doesn't uh, play a role in this game. So if I had to put my money on anybody, I'm still putting my money on LeBron, um, obviously. Anybody well, knows well me. you have money on them to get to the finals. Well, that's so. right. Yeah, you do. You do. Well, it's all right. I, I'm feeling good after the clip watching the Clippers. I don't know if they're going to be even close to sniffing. Hey, it's 2-2 now. It looks <laughs> good the last two games. Oh, yeah. It's 2-2. Yeah. 
It's 2 2, but I believe in Lulu. That's all I'm going to say right there. Here we Lou, go. Lou, baby, go, Don. clarification, though, Chris Paul's also the same exact age as LeBron, and he's leading the Suns. In case you're wondering, they, ru- they run through Chris Paul. Yeah. Right, but like, what does what, what Chris Paul's stats look like this year? He's averaging about 20, 20, 10, 29. He's not getting the rebounds, obviously, because he's 6 2. Right. Well, hold on. Let me look. Okay. So he's just, averaging just... 16.4 points, four and a half rebounds, 8.9 assists. So LeBron is averaging 25 points because I'm sure – did y'all see that stat where he averaged uh, 25 points or more in 18 uh, straight seasons? And I, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but no one else has ever done that. Okay, well, I Because sure. Jordan only played 12. He didn't need to play 18. Well, yeah, that's just because oh. Jordan, had, just Jordan oh. had to retire three times. Um, and which, he still put up numbers that were hard to Which brings me to one, one question I need. This came up this weekend with uh, Cynthia. So me, she'll like to have the, the GOAT discussion with me. And, of course, she's a MJ fan. Of course, and, that she should be. And so my little brother is here visiting, and he was talking about how, oh, LeBron's the GOAT. And she goes, you didn't even get to watch LeBron play in basketball. You didn't watch MJ. So, I mean, you, are, you watched LeBron, but you didn't get to see MJ I was like, I was like, baby, you barely got to see MJ. What are you talking about? I said you were like seven, eight by the time he retired, and because he retired from his first stint in 1998. And she goes, she goes and looks it up, and she goes, no, he actually retired in 2003 because that's when he came back and retired for the Wizards. So, and then it comes to Michael Jordan. Did he retire in '98 or did he retire in 2003? So he retired three times. Thank you. Right, exactly. I know. But 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 again, I know you always hate. You always bring up longevity. He chose not to keep playing, and the fact he still put the numbers he put up in twelve years, basically, and it took people eighteen, sixteen years to pass it, is outrageous. Right. But my thing about that is, is because people always say, well, what if he would have never left? But what if he had to leave for mental purposes? Like he he brought it up in his his documentary. About how like he was just tired of the game. If he, if he played, if he played fifteen years, he would have put numbers up. Nobody would have passed ever. I mean, you he, would. He almost did with playing twelve. So you would think, but what if what if he what if he would have got burnt out because he was just so exhausted from basketball? I'm just saying because it's too late. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, there's yeah. There's, I left. again. Again, I want to say this because they, they, they're they going to fight about this the whole time. Again, happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. Uh, we didn't get an opportunity to talk about anything Memorial related because time always like to hijack this podcast. Yeah, talk you know, he about loves who his LeBron he is the GOAT and basketball. So happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. We thank you for joining us. We out. Also, uh, thank you for all the, the give support to the military, all the – uh, veterans and everything like that because that's what it's all about. So I think that's a huge thing. Say thank you if you see any. That's what it's about. Yep. We appreciate you all the men and women in service and we appreciate you listening and taking your time. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Go ahead, D. We out! <laughs> you are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 